Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 32. Great news, early retirement doesn't mean you'll stop working by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hello and welcome to Old, that is of course Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read posts from sites with ridiculous names like Mr. Money Mustache. That name is both great and ridiculous, if I do say so myself. Today's post is about early retirement and what you do at that point, because Mr. Money Mustache did retire at age 30, (laughs) I'm jealous, but yeah, what would you do if you retired? It's a good question because I don't think nothing is a great answer. It also reminds me of the question, what would you do if you won the lottery today? It's great stuff to think about. And before I start reading, I should mention that there are no ads in today's episode, and that's because I'm sponsoring myself. This show is new, and I also don't want to piss you off. So with that said, this show loses a couple hundred dollars every month because of all the fees associated with podcasting and hosting a site. So all I ask is to stick around and listen to the whole episode. And if you enjoy it, Join my weekly newsletter at oldpodcast.com and get your free gift, but I'll mention all that at the end. Oh, and just a heads up, there is a little bit of profanity in this episode. I'd say probably around a PG-13 level. So with that, let's start optimizing your life. Great news. Early retirement doesn't mean you'll stop working by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. If everybody retired early like those mustachians, the lament goes, there would be nobody left to do the work. We need people to do the hard, dirty, necessary chores that keep society running, and we need other people to keep the innovation going since technologies and ideas don't invent themselves. And besides, even on an individual level, it is a bad idea. What about those studies that show life expectancy drops very quickly for those who retire? What about those of us who love our jobs? What would we do all day if we didn't have to work? Luckily for all of us, there is a simple answer to all of this. I propose that you keep right on working well after your retirement date, and in an ideal world, you keep working right up until the last day of your life. Only then, and with the satisfaction of countless decades of doing your best, is it really worthwhile to take that final rest. If this sounds like a prescription for living hell, the problem is not with my proposal. It's with your definition of what work really is. The problem is likely that you are doing work because you need the money, 
rather than for the joy of getting the most out of each of your days. And there really is a better way. How retired people work. These days, I seem to know quite a few financially independent people. They come out of the woodwork once you start writing a blog about the idea and we end up keeping in touch because we have so much in common. They are fun friends to have, plus it is handy to have someone with whom to share a mountain bike ride on a Monday or beers on a Wednesday. According to their own definition, they no longer need to work for money because their investments cover their usually below average spending. And yet, at the present moment, almost all of them are still doing things that look like working. A couple of them are still charging away at expanding their companies. Others are still productive at writing books or investing and helping others start companies of their own. Even I get accused of not being retired on the grounds of either carpentry or writing. But there's a reason behind all of this work-like activity, and it's not money. The rule of free. For the first few years after retirement, I found myself continuing old money habits without questioning them. Like everyone, I'm way more habit-bound than I like to admit. And besides, if money is good, then more must be better, right? The problem was that these habits were costing me some freedom. When opportunities came up to earn little chunks of income, I would tend to go out of my way to accept them. When spending decisions came up, I would stress unnecessarily to optimize each one. I found myself agonizing over whether to add a $14.50 order of delicious Bang & Bertha to the order of Indian takeout when the bill was already approaching $40. Habits like these are very healthy when you're still earning your independence. It is the double-sized optimization that gets you to financial freedom 30 to 40 years ahead of everyone else, so the reward on effort is very high. However, once you have enough money, getting even more doesn't do you much good at all. So once the job was done, I wanted to put the theoretical freedom into practice. I forced myself to adopt two new rules. I try to make all spending decisions as if the price were $0, and I make all work and income decisions as if the wage were $0. But doesn't this lead to infinite consumption and zero work? For the beginner consumer, most definitely. But by the time you are truly ready for early retirement, these guidelines should lead to almost exactly the same life that you already have. The key is that both factors become magically self-regulating if you understand what truly makes you happy. I've learned that more stuff does not bring more happiness. As you add belongings, your stuff just starts to own you. Even upgrading to higher quality versions of existing stuff doesn't help. I could swap my 10-year-old Scion XA for a new Tesla P85D with just a spare change in my wallet at this point, but this upgrade would probably make me slightly less happy because I have to watch the beautiful machine fading in the hot sun and being shat upon by birds while I felt guilty over not driving it enough to justify the price. But buying tools that let you accomplish things can be much more satisfying than buying luxury toys. For me, this means physical power tools, but also tools like a functional office, a nice kitchen, and good shoes. So I don't skimp on things that help me get more done every day. An upgraded car doesn't qualify because it would only help me accomplish more driving, which is not on my bucket list. On the work side of the equation, the philosophy is reversed. My best days are the ones where I accomplish something truly difficult, preferably in both mental and physical realms. And my worst days are those that I just spent sitting around. So I've learned that work is an incredibly powerful source of happiness. The key is that it must be creative, social, and engaging work that brings you towards a purpose you believe in. So if a friend asks me to spend a day helping him haul steel beams and welding them into his foundation so he can resume progress on a dream house, I'll be right over. Although I usually get paid for work like this, I'd also do it for free. 
But when an advertising company hints at a seven-figure offer to buy this blog, I have no interest at all. After all, would I give Mr. Money Mustache away for free? When you take money out of the equation, it is much easier to make decisions that really bring you a better life. So here's what would really happen if more people pursued MMM-style early retirement. I find that when people earn their freedom from money constraints, they usually don't stop working. Instead, they start doing their best work. Looking at many of society's highest achievers right now, the world leaders and founders of the most productive companies, I see mostly people who have already made it and yet are still working because it means something to them. Early retirement, according to this new definition, does not mean quitting work, even while it may well mean quitting your job. It means opting out of the bullshit portion of your work, the commuting, the politics, the production of inferior products just because your boss has found a profitable niche to exploit. When used correctly, a sizable stash can help you become a more ethical person. Early retired doctors might set up smaller practices which operate without any pressure for profit optimization and without patience for insurance company shenanigans. They might treat their medical staff better than the larger operations do. Early retired attorneys might refuse all cases that are based on questionable ethics and do only work that actually helps somebody. Google engineers who retire early might still work or contract part-time or feel compelled to create completely new inventions with their newly freed minds. If some of these inventions grow big and end up being acquired right back into Google, it's just another dividend of early retirement and the cycle will begin anew. How would you run your own life with a continuing desire to create but no immediate need to make the next mortgage payment? Early retirement also leaves much more room for family life because you lose your fear of falling behind. Sure, I'm currently far less productive in conventional business terms than I would be if I wasn't a full-time dad. In fact, before beginning this project, I granted myself 20 years of slack time just to make sure work would not take over. But who cares about conventional business productivity? There will be plenty of time in the second half of my life to embark on bigger things. And there's no such thing as skills going obsolete. A true early retiree expands his or her network of skills and knowledge every day in unforeseen ways. As the years go by, the friendships and business opportunities only multiply, whether you have time to capitalize on them or not. The net of all this is that you probably have less to fear about post-retirement life than you thought. It also means you'll probably use less of that war chest you've been amassing because your energy, and therefore income, will only multiply over time. You have decades to build, accumulate, and contribute after you make the jump. So make your plan with a heavy dose of optimism. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain from getting as many people on this train as possible, including yourself. You just listened to the post titles, Great News, Early Retirement Doesn't Mean You'll Stop Working by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. So I decided to read this post because someone on Twitter commented at Mr. Money Mustache saying that if he's truly retired, why is he spending all this time writing? And that kind of made me laugh because like Mr. Money Mustache responded, you know, do people plan to do absolutely nothing at retirement? I hope not. It's interesting to think about ourselves at that age of retirement, if you're not already there, and envision what our lives are going to be like. What will we be doing with our time? I'd like to think something productive or at least something we enjoy. And you know one thing that I enjoy? Building Excel spreadsheets. (laughs) Now that's a great segue. Take note, other podcasters. Anyway, I bring up spreadsheets because I'm giving the gift of a money tracking spreadsheet and video tutorial to go along with it to my mailing list subscribers. And if you're wondering why on earth I would give that to you, then 
check out the last few episodes about budgeting and stuff like that, and you'll see this spreadsheet actually has a great purpose and comes with a little challenge that I'm asking my listeners to try out. So to get this free stuff and more free stuff to come, head on over to my site, oldpodcast.com, and enter your email address, and then you'll get your first gifts right away. Once again, that's oldpodcast.com. So I'll see you there. And in the meantime, I'll be working on more gifts for you that do not involve spreadsheets. All right, see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.